Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. All right, here's the deal, bro. I want to preface all of this by saying I get it. I understand. Demonis Sabonis should have been an NBA All-Star. That is a fact that is nigh impossible to argue against. Okay? He played like an All-Star. He is playing like an All-Star. Should have been an All-Star. We'll dive into who he should have gotten in over. All that. Okay? Bang. Darren Fox probably should have been an All-Star. If I, I said it on this show, I think he's making it. Like, put him in. He's in. Didn't make it, which is kind of nuts, but it's fine. We'll talk about who he should have made it over. We'll talk about the all-star selection process. We'll do all of that. And I get I get why it sucks. On the other hand, James, <laughs> however, this is good for the Kings in every single way. The only way it's not good for the Kings is for, for selfish reasons of the fans. And that's right. You, you want to see your guys... In big spots, you want to see him on the national stage. You, I, 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 like I said, I told, I totally, totally get it. But what the Kings are gaining here, what the, what the, what Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are gaining here, is a week off. They get to chill. They get to go on vacation. They get to go be with their family. They get to rest. They get to take care of their bodies. They get to do that. And now they have the chip on their shoulder of wasn't named to the All Star team. That's all. Those are all positives for the Kings moving forward. For, and the positive of them making it is, A, being like, yeah, I had an all-star. And you get to watch him play meaningless basketball for eight minutes. And then and then, the, and then it's just done. And then you're done. Okay. The benefits of them not going so dramatically outweigh the benefits of them going. I This is... I, I get why. I get the... Uh, and we'll talk. But this is end of the day in the big picture, I think a good thing. I agree, but like them getting a break is right, and, mm-hmm. and and them, both of these players, like statistically, both should have been in. Yes, like, there's no question. Both mm-hmm. both should have been in. Yes. Like there has never been a player averaging 27 points with five assists on a top five team in a conference that did not make an All Star team. Right, All Star team. Right, but there's something that that we all kind of live by. It's like the social contract, right? Mm-hmm. So we live our lives 
through basically a, a constr- uh, constrict of rules that we have to follow, right? Like you can drive 100 miles an hour down the freeway, but you know there's a good chance you're going to get pulled over, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just go to your neighbor's house and steal something off their front yard and put it in your front yard. We There's like a, the world evolves with a social contract. And by MBA standards, there is a social contract. There is a, an understanding that it doesn't matter how good your stats are. If you're on a bad team, you're probably not making an all-star. The only way that that doesn't happen is if you're just so overwhelmingly good that there's no way for them to ignore you. Or if you're a legacy player who just happens to be on a team that went out and is no good anymore, mm-hmm. i.e. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. So what I don't like about this particular day, yesterday, whatever you want to call it, like this 24-hour period, mm-hmm. is that the NBA breached the social contract with the fans, with the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. And to me, there there is like an injustice here that, that should be rectified. But now it's like, okay, you got in on an injury bid. And there might not be an injury. Mm-hmm. So we don't know whether there's going to be an injury or not. But the fact that the Los Angeles Clippers have two representatives in, you can take the the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're the number one seed in the West. Mm-hmm. And while I don't think Cat is an all-star in any stretch of the imagination, he spent five years of his career literally quitting on his team. And the vibes with him and coaching staff after coaching staff was so bad mm-hmm. that like they actually, at one point, he just refused to play for like 30 games saying that his knee hurt. They went through every test, every single thing that they could possibly go through, never found any reason for his knee to hurt, right? This is a player who has a long history of just doing whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He makes it because he's the number one seed, but then you get to the other players that make it instead of the Kings. And yep. that's where, again, the NBA coaches have broken the rules of what is acceptable in the NBA. And you can't tell everybody you can't be an all-star because your team isn't good enough Mm -hmm. or you can't be an all-star because somebody else has better stats than you. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them that. And then when you have better stats and you're a better team, Mm -hmm. you don't get in. So I don't care what anyone thinks about Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis should not have been an all-star. His team is bad. Mm -hmm. And he has... Real quick, isn't all-star an individual thing though? It's not though. Because that's not the contract that the NBA has. Yes, it should be an individual thing, but it's not. Okay. And, and so, yes, in, in, in by the numbers, the All-Star Game should be about your individual accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But that is not the contract that the NBA has signed with fans for the better part of like three or four decades. Mm-hmm. Their constraints are very clear. You must have a team that's of this level and you must have statistics that are of this level for you to get in. To be clear, this is unwritten. It's unwritten. It's right. the unwritten rules. But mm-hmm. you can't just flat out violate the unwritten rules and think that it's okay. Because then, like, what does it mean? Like, the Pelicans should be pissed as well. Mm-hmm. They should say, hey, yeah, the Kings probably have two all-stars. But number one, we beat the Kings a couple of times. But they should also be saying the Kings should have one and we should have one. And players mm-hmm. like, again, like Paul George... Sorry, man. There's one legacy player that gets in this year. That mm-hmm. legacy, and and realistically, there's two. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. LeBron James does not deserve to be an all star, an all star because his team is not good Le- enough. LeBron James got voted in though; he got voted in as a starter. But that doesn't matter. His team is not good enough. He's in as a legacy player. What are he, you talking? What do you wait? Hang on, stop. What are you talking about? How is it? He there is a voting process that involves fans because this is a fan event, and the fans are a big reason that LeBron James got voted in. But only, the, but the fan vote only counts for part of it. Uh huh. The players and the coaches count for another part of it. Uh-huh. Well, no, the players and the media count for another part of it. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is that by the written rules, by the unwritten rules of the NBA, his team isn't good enough for him to be an all-star. But we're going to give LeBron James an all-star bid because he's LeBron James. And the same with Steph Curry. You're going to give those guys their all-star bids because they are of a certain... They've earned it. And they're over good the course players. Of their careers. They're good players, but... In all honesty, so your entire argument, hang on, your entire argument here is just that if you're a seven or below seed, you don't get an all star anymore. Well, no, that's ridiculous. No, no, that's not my argument. My argument is that that is what the NBA has said for decades. Uh That that's not what you get if you're below a certain a, a certain level. If your team is not good enough, you don't get in. And every once in a while, they make exceptions. Sure, and I'm a okay with legacy players getting in. Right, you're in your twentieth year. Yeah, and, and he's still great. And, like, don't get me wrong. LeBron James is still great, and in, in all, he deserves to be an All Star because he's still putting up the numbers. But what you can't do is you can't give a Lakers team that is barely in the playoffs a second All Star. Mm-hmm. And and if you're gonna give a legacy play, whether it's like to a player like Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. you can't do the legacy play. You already did it with LeBron James, and you already did it with Steph Curry. Hmm. Steph Curry stats. Basically the same as De'Aaron Fox's. Mm-hmm. One of them plays on the fifth seed. One of them is what, the 11th? Yeah. 11th, 12th? 11th, 12th. I think not 12th. a good team. Sure. So that's that's my issue. It's not that, that you know, the Kings always get robbed or anything else. It's that there is a, a defined, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. And this is a contract that we have with the fans that if your team is this good, they should have representation in the All Star Game as sure. long as they have players that are good enough to be in the All Star Game. Yeah, I don't like. I said I am. I am fully on board. Like, if you're making a list of All Star snubs, Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are the top two. One A, one B. Right. They're they're yes. the top two. I, I frankly I haven't dived in dived into the East numbers yet. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, maybe there's somebody in the East that got. But in the West, they're one and two, and yes. it's not particularly close no and no. a five seed should have at least one all-star I'm, I'm i'm right there with you um i think it's interesting though and this is something i saw some confusion about on the internet last night this is coaches that that pick yes. the reserves yeah the coaches pick the reserves this is not media nope this is not fans nope and it's not other players this is coaches who pick the reserves so i do think it's interesting that while we always talk about the national perception of the kings like these are coaches who face this team, and is this an a a a not indictment? Is this a a sign of what opposing coaches think about De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis? Maybe it is. I, I mean, clearly they don't get in. So yeah, I, so if you're looking at it, you got to say, well, yeah, the coaches for some reason they don't buy it. I also wonder how seriously they take this. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of coaches just have. Their assistants, right. or they have like the locker room attendant do it, whatever right. they yeah. like, they don't take it serious. Yeah. But that again is where we get into this weird area that 
these these things actually matter for contracts and stuff. Like you need to sure like, with, you should be taking yeah. this serious. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it doesn't really matter. They'll they'll get in uh, as, as far as like they'll be all NBA players. Like mm-hmm. who made that guarantee? Yeah. Who made that guarantee that they're gonna? They just showed you what they're how they're gonna vote. What do you mm-hmm. mean they're going to be all NBA players? Yeah. Just because they were in last year doesn't mean they'll be in this year. And yeah. if Anthony Davis is going to play 50 games, it doesn't matter what his stats are. They're going to give him a nod over Demonis Sabonis. Well, they can't. Well, year. 65. Yeah. 65. Yeah. If he hits the magic number, mm-hmm. and then the Kings are going to have to hold out that Joel Embiid doesn't make it because he doesn't make it to the 65-game threshold, which he probably yeah. won't, and then he won't be able to be eligible for All-NBA. Is it? This is the year that they're removing positions, right? Yes, I, I think it is. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, I was um, like I said, putting aside all the this is good news so long-term and stuff, putting aside all of that, Yeah, I was certain they were getting at least one. At least and that, one. That they got none is, I'm already out on the All-Star game. Um, yeah, we've, we've talked before about this. I just, I, I, I'll tune in. It's on in the background, but I don't, I, my, I'm, my heart and soul is not set on who makes and doesn't make the all-star team. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, <laughs> this is already kind of a, uh, a, a, a sham is a lot, but whatever. It's a sham already with how the game is played. I, I, I've. Went and looked at the box score to check how many minutes De'Aaron Fox played last year in the All-Star game. And the final score was like 184 to 179. Yeah. And what did he play? Like eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. And he didn't even take a shot. Or if he did, he took one and it wasn't even like haphazard. Like, no, I don't think he even took a shot. He didn't didn't impact the game. In a game where there was 350 points scored. I get silly. The game's silly. I almost wonder if part of his, his, like the way he approached the game last year is part of the reason why this is. I man, I have a hard, I have a hard time believing that. I don't know. I I just I can't I can't imagine the people selecting are like you know what De'Aaron, but remember what he did last year in his eight minutes? Nobody's doing that. No, 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 no. It wasn't the way. It wasn't his stat line. It was the way he approached the game because you mm. could he his level of disinterest was palpable. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Um, we have got a Kings game to talk about. We'll do that. We'll have plenty of more All Star stuff coming. Nine one six. 909-1320. Manny, I see you on the line. We will get to you. Uh, and we'll look ahead to Kings Pacers. We've got all-star stuff. We've got a 49ers check-in. Plenty to get to on a Friday on the Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube. It's ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Center. You're listening to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. All right, we're in here. That's James Ham, Sacramento Kings insider. You can subscribe to the Kings Beat. Go do that right now. Kingsbeat.com. Get all the latest on uh, the Sacramento Kings. I'm Kyle Madsen, and I have strong Kings opinions. Uh, Sacramento at Indiana tonight to take on Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers. The Kings trying to get back in the win column after falling to the Miami Heat 115 to 106. The Pacers. On the back end of a back-to-back, they played the New York Knicks last night. The Kings, it's their first night of a back-to-back before taking on the Chicago Bulls. And 
I know this is not new, but I find it fascinating that the Kings and Pacers are just tied forever now. Yeah. Not tied like like level-wise. They're tied together forever now. Well, I don't know because we did just find out that Tyrese Halliburton is an all-star and, of course, the Kings don't have any all-stars. Oh, so. you know what? Great point. Did the so, Kings lose the trade? Clearly, 916-909-1320. Indiana won the trade. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> uh, no, but everything that happens now moving forward, and I know we've talked about the Halliburton and Sabonis trade and who won the trade and they both won the trade or nobody won it, whatever it is. Tyrese Halliburton would or wouldn't be this player without the move, and same with Sabonis, whatever. But everything that happens now, every time these two teams play, as long as Tyrese Halliburton and Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are in the league, and then beyond that, because, I mean, there's these sliding doors moments, these butterfly effects in sports, where if the Kings don't trade for Demonis Sabonis, well, they, maybe they're not making the playoffs uh, next year. Or, I'm sorry, last year. And maybe the team the Warriors played instead, maybe they beat Golden State and then beat the Lakers and they're going to the conference final. Like, there's so many different things that, and maybe the Pacers aren't setting a record for, <laughs> for offensive output this year. There's so many things that happen outside of just that move for these two teams that just affect the NBA forever now. No, it's, it's very true. And I think that they will be tied together forever. I think we're mm-hmm. always going to look back at that trade and. You know, I think realistically, you have to get two, three, four, five, eight years down the road to see who really, really won the trade. Mm-hmm. And I, look, Tyrese Halliburton is a tremendous player. He was a tremendous player in Sacramento. He wasn't quite the player he is now. Sure. But he was incredible. And you knew that his path to greatness was sitting right there in front of you. The Pacers traded Demonis Sabonis for him. They did. Like, that's how good he was. Yeah. They <laughs> traded a two time. Uh, all-star at 25 years old yes an all-star center at 25 yes. years old yeah. yeah so like he was he was really good and that's why you you had to give up something to get something and mm-hmm. for me like I, I appreciate Tyrese Halliburton like the, his style of play is fun his energy his the way he speaks to the media is amazing his honesty was always spectacular one of the best interviews that we've ever had mm-hmm. uh, it, like in the league like i, I Put him up it for me going through draft process for the last, you know, decade plus. Yeah. It's him and CJ McCollum are by far the two best draft like interviewees mm. ever. And I mean, he's just so smooth. He, yeah. he gets it. And so for me, I, I, I definitely appreciate the uh the Tyrese Halliburton era, but like so many other eras here in Sacramento, it, it came to an end. Yeah. And now this is it's going to come up. All the time, forever mm-hmm. and ever. Yeah, and so every so now when these teams play, it's it's going to be a thing. And like I said, it's going to be as long as they're in the league, and then once they're out of the league. Yeah, if I, the Pacers eventually win a title, or if the Kings eventually win a title with one of those players on the team, like that is now stamped in NBA history as an league-altering move. Yeah, the greatest thing that could ever happen to the league, not really, but <laughs> would be for the Pacers and Kings to play in the NBA championship. Oh, my God. And just, like, put it all out there on display. Like, oh, oh look at this. Look it, how, oh, look at that. It already, we you know, we talk about the all-star snub thing and the Kings national uh, recognition or respect or whatever. <laughs> there was already talk when the freaking in-season tournament started. About hey, get Kings Pacers up against each other. That'd be a oh, lot of fun. Yeah, hey, that's a it's a very very real thing. Uh, projected starters for the Pacers: Tyrese Halliburton, of course, uh, Buddy Heald, 
Aaron Neesmith, Pascal Siakam, and Miles Turner. The Kings, it's Fox, Herder, Barnes, Murray, and Sabonis. I I don't... The Pacers are a weird team for me because I can't get a handle on whether they're good or not. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely feel like the like 2020 Sacramento Kings. But, like, better. No, I, at this point, that's right where the Kings were, too. Like, the Kings were, like, above 500. They were at the All-Star break. They were right there. Mm-hmm. Like, that team, they didn't play any defense at all. They just ran you off the court. Mm-hmm. They're super fun. But, you know, maybe they weren't five games over at this point, but mm-hmm. they were still a team that you, like, everybody in the league wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And you want to watch them because you have no idea what's going to happen on, from one night to the next. Right. Like, like when you have 70 or 80 made baskets in a game or 70, you know, yeah. we're talking about even like 105 shots that are put up in a game. Man, right. there's there's all kinds of room for something great to happen. And that's what happens with the Pacers. Like the Pacers are, are a blast to watch. And uh, and again, I, I do, they, they just made their big move to go get Pascal Siakam. Yep. That may be the move that legit legitimizes them as a, a true playoff contender this season. Mm-hmm. But either way, like this is a team that's going to be fun to watch for the next couple of years. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a frenetic pace. It, like, no defense played at all, but <laughs> no. it, it is a lot of fun to watch. To put, to put their offense in perspective, their offensive rating, that is points scored per 100 possessions, according to basketball reference, is 121.4. It's the highest in the league and the highest ever. Yeah. The Kings last year, set the record for offensive rating at 119.4. Yeah. According to basketball reference. Yeah, it's a little lower on on NBA. I think it's 118.6, something like that. Sure. But either way, yeah, it, it, it's you're, this, this you're looking Pacers at... this Pacers offense is better than what we saw from the freaking Kings last year. Yes. But their defense is much worse. And I know that's hard to say that the Kings their defense is worse than the Kings defense last year. No, it is. Yeah, the, the Kings last year, just to, again, put this in perspective, uh, basketball reference, offensive rating and defensive rating vary a little bit depending on, on the site you're using. I'm using yeah. BREF right now. The Kings were 116.8 defensive rating last year. That was uh, 25th in the league. Oddly enough, just ahead of the Pacers. The Pacers this year, 119.7. 119.7. And it's 26th, which is exactly where they were last year in the league rankings. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, one ni- 119.7. That would be second to last that'd be 29th last year oh that just is just ahead of the san antonio spurs yeah that's wild really really bad yeah that's some really really bad defense so yeah but they're, but, but <laughs> despite all that they have a, the kings are 14th in offensive rating at 117.2 17th in defensive rating 116 at 116.5 14th in net rating at plus 0.7 the pacers are still have 12th in net rating at plus 1.7 that's offensive rating minus defensive rating. Yeah. And that's why I can't get a grasp on whether they're good or not. Because fundamentally, when a team is all offense, no defense, you go, well, that team's just not going to win. Like it's, it's, at some point, you have to get stops. Mm-hmm. But the Pacers have figured out, at least through the first half of the year, plus a few games, how to just still score more than the other team. And whether and maybe this all falls apart. And yeah. maybe they wind up 500. Or maybe they just keep scoring 130 a night and calling it good. I, I think it really... like It's when, not 130, but you get it. Yeah, when you're talking about a team like the Pacers, this is a team like last year's Kings team. They have to prove it after the All-Star break. 
Yep. When when everything changes and like you can say it doesn't and I'm just making something up. Trust me. When the real teams come out to play and everything gets more physical, mm-hmm. the whistles go away and it starts looking more and more like playoff basketball and then a bunch of teams just like give up mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other teams are like building building building. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to see the Pacers and, and see if teams like okay, we're going to take you serious now and we're going to actually play defense and We'll we'll let it. We'll see how it goes now. Or or when you get into a playoff series, when you face the same team seven times in a row, yeah. Eventually, you have to get stops. You do because they're going to figure out what you're doing offensively, and they're going to make adjustments. Well, that and even in a seven game series, everyone knows that like every NBA team is, is packed with scores. Mm-hmm. There are guys that you would think that can't score at all. That you that people say, "Oh my gosh, that guy's a hack." He led every team in scoring that he ever played on leading up until the point he got to the NBA. Yeah. And so there are, there are scorers hiding everywhere. I mean, it's like the Kings will face TJ McConnell tonight, who just tears them apart every single it's time wild. they play. That guy, he can average eight or nine points a game for the season, maybe 10 points a game for the season. Mm-hmm. But when he plays against the Kings, he's a superstar. And that's just the way it goes. Like some players are bad matchups, some players. But my point is that there are players hiding on every NBA bench, guys like that that are just really, really top end scorers. Should I be saying actually that the Kings are facing TJ McConnell and the Pacers? Yes. Instead of Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers? Yes, you should. Okay, got it. Okay, I'll make sure I'll make a note of that and, yeah. and do that moving forward. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, the Pacers are going to be tough. Uh, the Kings are in Indiana tonight, game six of a seven-game road trip. Uh, tip-off set for 430. How did the Kings get a win? We'll tell you that coming up and plenty more hoop stock on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. A couple of housekeeping notes before we get back into the all-star snub thing. Um, want to remind everybody that today, 4 o'clock on this very radio station, so here's what's going on. James and I are doing this from 10 to noon. Yep. At noon, D'Lo and KC will take over. They are live at Sky River Casino out there in Elk Grove. Highly encourage you to come out. Uh, 32 Brew Street, incredible spot. It's, there's a bar, there's great food, and then there's a stage that D'Lo and KC do a live show from. The atmosphere is always out of control. A bunch of people from the chatty house pull up, a bunch of listeners pull up. Um, highly, highly recommend going out there to Sky River Casino. It's a beautiful setup, great yeah, spot. Amazing. It is such a good time. I can't wait. I'm, I'm pulling up. I will be there. Um, second thing is uh shout out to Ramsey and Katrina from the chatty house. They just dropped off some uh, bad bakers, donuts, pastries, and other baked goods for us. And I can't wait to dive in. Oh, if nice. I don't make it to the next segment, that's why. <laughs> Might just be in a food coma. Uh, it's very possible that both of us will be in a sugar coma today. thousand percent. So shout out to uh, Ramsey and Katrina. Appreciate y'all for, uh, for pulling up. And they will be out there at Sky River. I said, hey, you coming tonight? And they were like, yeah, we're on the way. They, like, they're right. on their way right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> Stopped in Roseville, <laughs> even though they don't live anywhere yeah. near uh, Roseville or up the hill. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, appreciate them. Appreciate uh, you guys. And hopefully see everybody out at Sky River. If you see me, uh, say what's up. If you see, um, no. I don't, I don't think I know I'm going to be TBD. there. I, I will say TBD, but okay. it's, it's a trek for me to get there. And right. I have to go home after the show. Right. Which means I've got like a, that would put me at like an hour and 20 minute drive to get there and then uh. an hour and 20 minute drive home. <sighs> See, for me, it's on the way home. Yeah. Like it's a little out of the way, but it is in the general direction of my home. So it's much easier for me to get there. Got but it. if you see, if James happens to pull up and you see him, uh, make sure to say hi. Uh, even if he has a strong Lonzo ball take before you want to go say hi to him. That's right. <laughs> All right. Strong to quite strong. The Sacramento Kings are at Indiana tonight, but of course the talk of the town is the all-star snubs of Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Should we, we, we have to break in. We have breaking news. The Oakland A's have acquired right-hander Ross Stripling in a trade with the San Francisco Giants for minor league infield or outfielder Jonah Cox. Wow. This is, uh, this is big time. <laughs> this, this is how championships are built. <laughs> 
yeah, right here. Yeah, I you know, all right. So let's you know what? <laughs> hey, got to put a got to put a pin in the De'Aaron De- Fox to Monica Sabonis thing. I mean, how important is that compared to the addition of Ross Stripling to this Oakland Athletics rotation? James, your thoughts? Um, hang on, let me look up who Josh Stripling is. Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling. Los An- uh, Los Angeles Dodgers legend. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, Toronto yeah. Blue Jays legend. Yeah, he uh, he was zero and five with a five three six ERA last year. That's he started twenty two. Uh, he played in twenty two games. Started eleven for the Giants. Uh, Eighty nine innings pitched. Seventy strikeouts. Uh, and he gave up twenty home runs in eighty nine innings. So that's not a good sign for our friend Ross uh, Stripling, who is uh, thirty four years old. It's a complete crap. Because <laughs> we are we are. Building a championship contender with 34-year-old, uh, like, fifth starters. It's a clown show, bro. <laughs> you want to know my thoughts on the Ross Tripling trade? Okay, let's hear it. Sell the team, dude. Sell That's the team, dude. That's what I got dude. for you. Yeah. All right. Sorry to oh, break shoot. in with Hang breaking on. news. I- I'm sorry. No, no, dude. Anytime there is news of that magnitude, please get it on the air ASAP. Sacramento's sports leader. We got to make sure that breaking news is brought to you by BetQL. Download the BetQL app today. <laughs> uh, all right, Eric, don't turn it. Eric B in the chatty house is about to turn us off. That's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> before we dive in, Manny, you're on ESPN 1320. What's up? Hey, Manny. Hey, what's up, Kyle? Chilling, bro. Well, what do you got for us? Two things. One, shout out to Katrina and Ramsey. First, don't ever tell anybody where Ramsey is because he doesn't like to people know his location. And I know they'll have donuts there for the chatty house because they love us, right? Yeah. Now, regarding the All-Star game, here's one thing that I that for me is a fallout that I hope doesn't happen. But in this age of uh, players being on social media, they're branding themselves, right? It's an it's part, important part for a lot of these players, that, that portion is – how does this affect free agency? How does this affect people wanting to sign in Sacramento where they feel like they might not feel recognized or uh, feel their total worth as a player? This could have ramifications on that end of it, of other players even wanting to play here. Hmm. And that's one of my biggest worries about this. Thanks, Manny. I have a response to that. I, okay, I want to hear it because I think it's a great point. It is, and it, it, it absolutely is. But the way you get on the map is you win in the playoffs, man. That's what all of this got, and I know that's annoying to hear, and I and I know it's frustrating, but that's that is if the Kings go to the second round of the playoffs this year and then go to the finals next year, and then they're consistently in that mix, and then in three years or four years, they win a championship. Not a single player that wants to play here is gonna go, yeah, but remember that one time they didn't have an all-star. That's not that's bro, it's not that's not going to be a thing. But I get it. I get why it's a concern right now today. I, I get what you're saying, but you're talking about a legacy team that that always has this as an issue, that you're underappreciated because you play in Sacramento, that you don't get endorsement deals because you play in Sacramento, that you're not in the spotlight because you don't, you play in Sacramento. And so while I get what you're saying, I would say that 36 or 37 or 38 years, whatever the math is, mm-hmm. uh, of being in Sacramento – would say that that might not be completely the way that it's played out. But they haven't won a playoff series in 20 years. No, I get that. Like but that's, that's, but even when they did, together. even when they did, when they won eight playoff, when they, they're in the playoffs for eight consecutive years, mm-hmm. like I'll, 
Vlade Divac is still the best free agent signing this franchise has ever had, and that happened in 1998 before the run. There's never been another free agent that was better than that. And people can say, well, Malik Monk, Malik Monk could get there. He's been a nice player. He's a nice player. He could get there. Yeah. But like the biggest money player they ever signed was George Hill, and they had to overpay George Hill by like $14 million to get him to come to Sacramento. Like you signed. so you think so Vince Carter, right? Zebo. You got those guys when they were done, they were aged out. But I, I would I, I think I would and maybe this is a chicken and egg thing, but I would I would argue that that the non all star aspect of this, it's not like that's going to be the reason, but I think that it might be <laughs> let me here. Let me see if I can back this up. Being in Sacramento might be the reason that De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis weren't also. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say it. It was the reason. Okay. If you picked up the Kings and dropped them in Madison Square Garden, and picked up the Knicks and dropped them in Sacramento, Demonis and Bonus and De'Aaron Fox are both all stars. Shoot, yeah. Keegan Murray might be an all star in that situation. Yep. But they're in Sac. Okay, and I I I understand that, and I'm I'm here. I'm with you. But I don't I don't believe that. De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis not making the All-Star team this year. I don't think that is what's going to be the thing that free agents are like, actually, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to go there anymore. If free agents already didn't want to come here, that's already the case. I get that. I would even say that like Pascal Siakam would have been like the true test, right? Sure. If Pascal Siakam would have been trade, he's a guy who has been an All-Star, mm-hmm. but at this point is more French All-Star than he is a, a true All-Star, mm-hmm. which again, he didn't make the All-Star team. Right. Right. And he may not make another All-Star team the rest of his career. But if you put him on the Los Angeles Lakers right now, he makes the All-Star team. And it, it's mm-hmm. even if they're yeah. a bad team. You know, and so if if you put him on the Phoenix Suns, he might make the All Star team. Mm. You know, so I think if you're Sacramento, it has to weigh on you. Also, like championship winner, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a, a perfectly fine resume, mm-hmm. and if I'm him and I'm trying to build a Hall of Fame resume, mm-hmm. then I need to go where there's going to be an All Star, where I can go be an All Star, mm-hmm. and that might be in Indiana. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, he's going to play in a brand of basketball that's like crazy fun, and he would be the second option where in mm-hmm. Sacramento is going to be the third option. Yeah. And so I get why he might not have wanted to sign long-term in Sacramento. I also get why the Kings wanted nothing to do with a, a contract that went up to $60 million at some point. Yeah, so, no doubt. No, I mean, that it on paper, it sounded like a good idea, but in reality, it, I don't think that there was a common ground. Yeah. But if I'm Siakam again... These things do play into your head. Like how many, if I'm trying to get to a Hall of Fame career and I need all-stars to get there and I need all NBAs mm-hmm. to get there, can I get there in Sacramento? Sure. Like, and this is, that's just the small market problem, right? Like that's the thing that Oklahoma City deals with. That's the thing that Memphis will deal with and New Orleans. And I mean, Zion Williamson wasn't out of his rookie year and it was already like, okay, how do we get him to New York? Yeah. Like LeBron had to leave Cleveland, went to Miami, came back to Cleveland, and then went, all right, now I'm going to LA. Okay, but- And that's, I, th- this is just a perpetual small small market issue. Yeah, but I, I would say that like if you're going to put up stats like Sabonis and Fox did, mm-hmm. like where is the Damian Lillard love? Because it took sure. Damian Lillard yeah. a little time to get in, but mm-hmm. once he did- it didn't matter whether they were a champion. I mean, they went to one Western Conference Finals, but overall, they weren't 
they weren't great every year. They didn't put up 60 wins, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But sure enough, he makes it every year. Mm-hmm. So there is like a stigma when it comes to a, a team like Sacramento. And it's not just the fact that you're a smaller market. It, it might not even be, it, it's more about your, your history mm-hmm. of not being a good team. And so I, I get it. I, I would just, I, I do agree a little bit with Manny there where I think that this is something that does matter. It does matter to the players. And I think De'Aaron Fox signing with Under Armour, it really does mean a lot. It means a ton to not just De'Aaron Fox and his family. It means a ton to the Sacramento Kings because mm-hmm. now you've just learned that that's possible as a Kings player. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I don't, like I said, I don't necessarily disagree. Like I had said, I had said at the at the top of the show that the only negative here is that Kings fans don't get to see their dude in in the playoffs. And and Manny brings up a good point. That is objectively. If you're a player who wants to make all-star teams and you're going to look at Sacramento and you're going to go, man, they got Demonis Sabonis did what and De'Aaron Fox did what? Yeah. They couldn't get in. Like, dang, like, that's tough. But on the other hand, I don't think that I, – I have a hard time believing that any player who was like, you know what, any guy, anybody who's about to be a free agent who's looking at Sacramento and going, dang, you know what, they can pay me. And I think I can help that team to play a really good brand of basketball. I think it could, I could really help out there. We could try and win a title there. I don't think any player who was already thinking that, and I think there there are some who are, I don't think anybody's looking and going, oh, actually, never mind. I don't think that anymore because of all-star snubs. No. I no. think, does, does, but, but on the other hand, I, I get why it perpetuates the, yeah, don't go play in Sacramento. Yeah. and I, I, would, I very much get that. I would say, Maybe this was tested and it proved to be the case this last year where Kyle Kuzma had an option to go to Sacramento and chose to go back to Washington, a team that was not going to be very good. Now, you could say that that's partially because that's just Kuzma's mentality, (laughs) that he chose to go back to a team that had no chance of being any good. And and maybe he thought he could do something different. Maybe he thought he could average 30-something a game and they would be good. Him and Jordan Poole could become this electric scoring duo. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's where he thought and that's where he went. Yeah. But at the same time, he did choose a market that was a, a bigger market, but also a bigger metropolitan city. And he chose to not come to Sacramento, where I, I believe it's almost like it, it, I'm almost positive there was a clear path for him to come to Sacramento. Okay. I don't yeah, know. I, I, whether it's about all-stars or not, because think, the Kings had two all-stars last year, I, and that kind of proves the point that, well, maybe it doesn't matter because he, he's like, hey, I could go to the all-star game and because they had two all-stars last year. I think it's worth, so two things. One, I think Kyle Kuzma is just kind of an interesting dude. and I agree. And I don't, don't, I don't know his mindset at all. But it's also worth noting that the, the Wizards, I think, were trying to paint a picture of, hey, it's you and Jordan Poole. Look, we're going to bring in Tyus Jones. Like we got, um, oh, who's their uh, Daniel Gafford? Daniel got, Ga- uh, Denny Avdija. Uh, Denny Avdija. Yeah, I, I was thinking Alperin Sengun, but that's Houston. Yeah, but did you um, ever see? Did you ever see Mr. Bean? Like the the movie Mr. Oh Bean? God, not in a long time. Okay, do you remember? Like he he gets uh, he ruins a painting, and then like when the painting he like accidentally got the painting. Yes, wet, right. Yes, and he tries and to then, fix and it, and then he draws like I mean that's the wizards in this scenario. Yeah, like. Like you said, they're trying to paint a picture. They try to paint a picture, but it it literally has like a, a giant cartoon nose, yeah, right. and like it's drawn with a sharpie. Right. No, and the rest right. of the painting is all beautiful and paint, but you know. But, but 
keep in mind, let's we have to take the context out of, and I don't want to get too far down this road because who gives a damn about the Sixers, right? Or, or uh, Wizards, right? Wizards, yeah. But you have, hey, Jordan Poole was great the season before. He got punched in the face, had a bad season. We're going to get him out of there, and he's going to be good again. Mm. Tyus Jones is the reason that the Grizzlies were able to survive without without John Morant to put him in a bigger role and and yeah. and and Kyle you were going to be the centerpiece wing player let's go they were not supposed to be 9 and 38 or whatever they are now like they weren't supposed to be this bad they were supposed to be like a 30 30 to 33 win team right. they weren't they were, supposed to be a 23 or 24 right. win team this yeah, was I supposed to be a year where you were building towards something bigger, and it's very clear that's not going to work yeah so i i think that's that's kind of worth but again uh maybe kyle kuzma is just a weirdo oh lizzie dropped off i was gonna have it's gonna have lizzie come on 916-909-1320 you have an interesting note here Uh-oh. about no, no, no! It's not. It's not. No, a, I'm a, just like, oh, I need to go read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I hadn't. I I genuinely hadn't even thought about this. That De'Aaron Fox for the last month or so just has been has just been okay, and has nights like the one he just had in Miami where eh, he's just he's fine. Yeah, he's, I mean, Miami was bad, but he's not. He's not typically bad when he has an off night. It's just kind of like meh. He's okay. After being an MVP type player for the first couple of months. So I I do wonder when it comes down to that, if he was averaging what's he at? Twenty seven two right now? Yeah, he's he's at um yeah, twenty seven point two, uh four point one rebounds, five point five assists, shooting forty six point seven percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three. Right. The stats are there. And and I, I so I'm gonna say this fully acknowledging that he is the first player ever to average 27 points and five assists on a team that is the five-seater better yeah, and not make the all-star team. Yep. I acknowledge that fully. So maybe there's no statistical argument that I'm going to make that would have De'Aaron Fox in the all-star game here. Maybe he was just doomed because he wears purple and black. Maybe that's what it is. But real quick. Go ahead. But if he was still averaging 29 and a half, 30 points, I have a very, very hard time believing he's not going to Indiana. No, I, I'm with you. I, I could see that. And in the month of January, which is 15 games that he's played, mm-hmm. he's averaging 22.5 points, uh, 4.5 assists, 3.3 rebounds per game. And, you know, to be honest, the Kings have been hit and miss. I, I think that the erratic play of the Kings, mm-hmm. uh, this month he's shooting uh, 43.4% from the field and 36.2 per, uh, 32.6% from three. Like, I, I get it. Like he he had a bad month of January, mm-hmm. and he allowed that to happen. Like sure. whatever it is, whether he ran out of gas or you know the weight of carrying a team and scoring thirty a night was just too much. Or did he know. tank his own All Star chances on purpose because he doesn't want to go? James, your <laughs> thoughts? No, Kyle. No, that's <laughs> nah, joking. But here's the thing, Kyle. I, I can get that. You could say, hey, look, he he had a bad month of January. And that cost him his all-star bid, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem that you have with that mentality. It's that the month of January for Demonis Sabonis is one of the most incredible months that you're ever going to see. So mm-hmm. if we're going to wait somebody's all-star bid on what they did in the month of January, mm-hmm. and a guy averages 20.8 points, 14.5 rebounds, and nine assists per game in 15 games, mind you. God. If that's what you're going to base it on, 
And let me add to it. He shot 66.5% from the field. Kyle, what do you think Demonis Sabonis in 15 games in the month of January shooting from three? Oh, it's insane. I don't want to say a number because I if I go too high, then it's not fun anymore. So like 43%. How about 71.4% <laughs> in the month of January? The so number I was going to say that I thought was too high was 56%. Okay. <laughs> He's, he's 10 of 14 from the field. He's leading the league in from rebounds. Three. From three. 10 of 14 from three. From three. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's leading the league in rebounds. He's actually scoring. He's averaging 20.8 points a game. Nine assists per game in the month of January. In 15 games. We're not talking about a small sample size. So, again, if you're going to say that Fox doesn't make it because his January was bad, then you can't, like, take that away from Sabonis. He's been one of the best players in the NBA in the month of January. He should be considered for the uh, the NBA player of the the Western Conference player mm-hmm. of the of the month mm-hmm. for January. His stats are astronomical. They're crazy. Yes, they're crazy. I mean, a triple double. Basically, I, I don't like. I said, I don't. I, I'm not. I am not going to sit here and do the. Like, I'm going to take this side of the argument thing just for to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, I don't have a good argument I, I i would like i said i was on this station saying i thought they'd both get in and they both should yep but if if deer and fox hadn't made it then maybe you go okay well you know you kind of look at the position and you got this guy in and that guy in and okay like eh, all right eh, fine i can get there but with with sabonis i've i don't for for this season i don't have i don't i don't i don't have anything for you yeah, to me, that's the one that's the embarrassment. Like, and so, you know, like, here's here's because I don't think that anybody's super interested in in going to a press conference for an opposing coach at Golden One Center and going, "Hey, who'd you vote for?" Yeah, I don't think that's. I, I don't, but especially by the time the Kings get home, it'll be like February seventh. It'll all pat fine. But I would I would love to hear from Mike Brown, like when when All Star voting comes up, what's your process? Because yeah. it might be, I give the paper to John in sales. Yeah. I, right. Like, like this guy, Dan, who just started working here, really wanted to do it. So I let him do it. Or does he go, oh, I sift through the numbers and I really pour over it? Because I don't think that's what happens. I'm guessing whoever does the picking, whether it's a coach or whoever, they look at the list and they go, well, Anthony Davis, that's an all-star. And well, okay, well, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're, they got to get in. Oh, Steph Curry, okay, he's got to get in. Like, I think that's probably literally more the process than, like, going, okay, let's see, who's not... Oh, look at Sabon. Oh, my God, all those triple doubles. Look at it. Oh, January. Yeah. I don't think... I. It would be nice if it was like that, but I just don't think it is. We keep checking off the boxes of people who shouldn't be voting. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, hey, the fans should not really have a say in this. <laughs> the, fans, the fans' vote is ridiculous, and not only that, but... Like there are people who who have bots out there or or like vote farms that are like Andrew Wiggins made the All Star team because a member of BTS told people to vote for him. Oh, there you go, there you go. Right, I think it was BPS, BTS. Was well, sure? I blame BTS, and we can't have BTS on the radio on our intros anymore. Um, no, False. I, first of all, <laughs> I I get what you're saying, and but like we already got to the point where the fans shouldn't have a vote, right? The uh-huh. media, I, I like maybe they're objective. But again, you don't want the media controlling who makes what money down the road for all-star appearances and not all-star appearances. I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah, we, we looked at this yesterday. 
Demonis Sabonis just lost $1.3 million because of the coaches. Wait, what? How? He has a, a bonus clause. If he makes the All-Star team, he makes $1.3 million. Excuse me, real quick. It was Bam Bam from GOT7, not Sugar from BTS. Go on. Okay. There <laughs> Very we go. important that we're accurate on the, <laughs> that we're accurate. On the insiders. Yeah. Um, no, like Sabonis has a $1.3 million bonus for making the All-Star team. He just lost it. And it's a it's a bonus that is an expected bonus. A sub bonus. A sub bonus. There it is. But um <laughs> Yes. Sorry. So I, I again I like these things shouldn't really matter, uh, but um the coaches just just took one point three million dollars out of the hands of I have a the Sabonis family. In in the NFL, when a player doesn't reach some incentive clause. The team can still pay them for reaching the incentive. Okay. Richard Sherman had a number of snaps played clause that he fell like 20 snaps short of one year. Like it was very, very close. And the Niners just said, ah, here you go. Here's your, it counts against the cap and here's, here's your bonus. Can the Kings, is that legal in the NBA? Do you know? I don't think it is. I, I, but I need to ask somebody because there's this thing that happened in Sacramento. It was Buddy Hill's last year in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, his last full season, right? Okay. Buddy Hill had a in his contract written that if he played over a certain amount of games and he shot over 85%, he shot 85% from three, that he would get a certain dollar bonus mm-hmm. in the final game of the season. So first of all, God bless Buddy Heald um, because Buddy had this this really fun thing about him that uh, he didn't like to go to the free throw line at all, like avoided contact at all costs, uh, even though the fact that he's a phenomenal, phenomenal shooter, he didn't want to get to the line for whatever reason. He, he, he Again, he doesn't get fouled throughout his career. So he had clearly understood where he was. He was over 85% coming into the last game of the season. Kyle, this is some of this. It makes sense. Like if I play this out for you. Okay. The previous four games leading up to the final game of the season, previous four games, Buddy Hill did not go to the free throw line once. <laughs> he had got himself to his number and he had not gone to the free throw line. <laughs> we get to the final game of this season. I respect this so much. Yes. This is Buddy Hill in a nutshell. I could tell you this season, his final season, full season in Sacramento, I think he had like 32 games where he did not shoot a free throw. I know I'm not supposed to, but I love Buddy Heald. Go in, on. In the final game, final game of the season, yeah, he gets fouled shooting a three and doesn't want it. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't get fouled. Gets fouled shooting a three. Steps to the line. You can see the little tiny hamster in his head, like, like yeah, running yeah. on the treadmill, like, oh, no, 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 no. Bricks the first free throw. Oh, no. He hits the next two, drops to 84.6% from three. and From, from the, the free throw line. From the free throw line. For the next, I don't know, 15 minutes of the game, he does everything in his power trying to draw a foul. He's diving into people. He's trying to get back to the line. Never gets to the line. Finishes season at 84.6 and does not get his bonus. So I would like to know if the Kings actually play, paid his bonus or not, but that is Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield, everybody. Buddy Hield. You know what? Buddy Hield gets some applause for that. I love this. Song. 
Yeah. You could tell me anything about Buddy Heald on the basketball court like that, and I would just believe it. I yeah. love him so much. <laughs> he said, I know I'm not supposed to. Uh, hey, we're giving away a Kings jersey. We're going to do that next. And also, uh, the Super Bowl is next week. Like, this time next week will be, like, full-blown Super Bowl preview. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of updates for you and some updates on uh, your Las Vegas Raiders. They're, they've got a coaching staff coming together. We'll talk about all that next on The Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I got a lot to get to in the second hour. That's James Ham, Kings Eater. Kings <laughs> Eater. I'm eating. Yeah. Kings Insider. Uh, subscribe to the Kings Beat at thekingsbeat.com. And James, say something while I finish this delicious senorita bread that a couple of our listeners dropped off from the bad baker. Hey, I was impressed. Like I told you, I told you when we were talking to Scott Goldbranson during the season, towards the end of the season, we're like, Hey, would you be okay if Antonio Pierce is back? Right. As a head coach. And he, I, I think Scott was of the opinion, like not really like they needed mm-hmm. to go out and get somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. They at least needed to have a, a, an extensive search, which they did not. I said, but you know what? If they're going to go out and bring in super, super high-level assistants, then I'm I'm down. This makes sense to me, right? Because if you surround a guy, if he's the right figurehead, if he has the voice, if he has the, if he's captured the imagination of the room, and you can put the right pieces around him to f- help him find success. I think you can you can do something there, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Kyle, that's what they're doing. Yeah, like they they were able they brought back Patrick Graham. Yep, 
there's rumors of Marvin Lewis or Marvin Lewis is joining the the coaching staff as like an like a an assistant head coach or something. Right, that'd be great. And then on top of that, he's rumored to bring in Hugh Jackson. And then we see yesterday, but as like a, a position coach, not sure. as like a head coach. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Kirk Kingsbury, Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. My mm-hmm. bad. Uh, it looks like he's joining the staff as the offensive coordinator. I don't know. Fascinated by the Kingsbury hire? Yeah. Because I I would love to see what he looks like just as an OC and not as a head coach. Yep. His offense in Arizona wasn't great. It was a lot of like Kyler go do stuff. And maybe having a more drop back oriented passing game will change what Kingsbury does as a play caller and as a play designer. Maybe not being a head coach will help. I, I, I love the idea. The one thing I will say in these kind of instances is I'm with you. I wanted the Raiders to hire Antonio Pierce. I thought that was the move that you, unless Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh wanted to come coach your team, Mm -hmm. you go with the guy who got the vibes going the right direction. I think they made a mistake letting Rich Passaccia walk, frankly. And they, they now have a, I think more proven option like Pierce. Okay. So you surround him with people who have been there, people who have been head coaches, surrounding him with a good support system, but you're also surrounding him with people who might be trying to get back into the head coaching game. Mm. And that is where you you hear about this in the NFL. This coach brings in this guy to run his defense, and then there's backstabbing and sabotaging. And, okay, so let he brings in... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury to run the offense. Yep. Offense isn't particularly f- good for four weeks, and it's like, hey, what are you trying to do here? What are, does that does that set in? And maybe they're fine. Maybe there's a full understanding. Everybody's cool, and it all works out. I love that. Okay. But that's the that's the thing I would super caution against if you're Antonio Pierce. Yeah, it's it's, it's difficult because what you don't want to do is you don't want to go in with you know just your guy or like an inexperienced guy, but, mm-hmm. but you want to give him a shot because you're worried about that exact thing. Yeah. But like, he needs to be honest and admit what he doesn't know and what he does know. Totally. Right? And mm-hmm. so if you can be that guy and you can control the room, mm-hmm. then I think you can do, you can get this thing going the right way. Yeah. And I think if he, I mean, if you're making it very clear up front when you're interviewing Cliff Kingsbury, like, dude, this is Antonio Pierce's job. This is, or if you're Antonio, you're saying this is my job. Yep. You can help us win. Here's how you can help us win. And if you're Cliff Kingsbury, frankly, um, yeah, you're gunning for your next head coaching job, but not necessarily with the Raiders. Yeah, go get it the right way. Right. The way like, you're doing the way you're doing that and the way if you're Marvin Lewis or or Hugh Jackson, if you're trying to become a head coach again, you help Antonio Pierce have success. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear too. You just you just kind of laid out the right way and like look it we want you to find success here and we would love it if you get back to being a head coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's that's totally fine. But if we feel like you're doing things to, we're going to make it known. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it known and then you're going to be like persona non grata around the league. Yeah. Like if this is what the the idea is, is to sneak in the door and, and wreak havoc, then you got to go. And, you know, like we've seen that in Sacramento quite a few times with, you know, it's not the... It's not the the number one guy that you hired. It's the number two guy that, you know, people who don't have pure motives. Yeah. You know, the motive should be to win. Yep. Just win, baby. That Dude, it's never been, 
more just win baby than right now for the Raiders. Here's an interesting question for you, Kyle. We like we're not going to fully discuss this all the time, but if you were the Raiders and you're bringing in Kurt Kingsbury to Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, to, I think you're uh, thinking of Kurt Goldsberry. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like w- if you're bringing him in, would you consider calling the Bears and saying, "Hey, Justin Fields, are you guys done with him? Are you?" Like, what would it take? Yeah, yeah. I think if you're the Raiders, you have to call about Justin Fields regardless. Okay. Because, I mean, that's sort of the the style of quarterback, you know, a smaller quarterback who who has, uh, like, plenty of ability to run and throw. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I Just, just, you know, something I I throw out there. Yeah, I think, I I mean, it depends. I I mean, really, it depends on on Kingsbury's evaluation of of Fields, I think. Yeah. That's if, if he's, like, no chance. Then you don't. But if Kingsbury's like, you need to give me a guy who can run, then yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. The only the only issue is you run into is he's going into year four. He's going into the final year of his rookie deal. You have a fifth year option with him. Um, so I mean, you'd you'd have limited time before you'd have to shell out money to keep him. But okay, but at least you. I don't have hate an the idea. idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. As far as the 49ers, they are playing in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs next Sunday. They released a practice report for Thursday. I thought it was kind of interesting. Kyle Shanahan said during the bye week for the Super Bowl, because Super Bowl week is so packed with stuff that you can't get like normal work in, that they're going to have their game plan fully installed by the time they get to Vegas. Hmm. Okay. And you do some work in Vegas, but because you've got family stuff and you got media obligations, you got all these, you're you're just losing hours that you normally have in a day. Yeah. Um. So I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. Um. Eric Armstead, George Kittle out of practice yesterday. That's notable for sure. But I'm my eye is on next week for them. Yeah, you still have a week to see if these guys are ready. I, I don't think you're gonna have any problems. No sense pushing Armstead, who's got foot and knee injuries. Yeah. Yeah, George Kittle with a toe. There's just no no sense. But like I said, if you get to Wednesday next week and those guys aren't back in practice, now it's worry time. So nothing there yet. And then Jed York yesterday spoke with media and told this story that Kyle Shanahan knew during like the second, the first week of the preseason that Brock Purdy was probably the best quarterback on their roster his rookie year. Yeah. I'm like, no, why didn't you just start him? <laughs> okay. I know you can't I know you can't, but it just it sounds kind of funny. In I retrospect. have a I have a strange parallel story. Uh, my my second year covering Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. um, Paul Westwall pulled me aside and said, Hey, like after two days of training camp, he's like, Hey, this Isaiah Thomas kid is a flat out baller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Really? He's like, Yeah. 60th like, pick in the draft. I'm going to have a very difficult time keeping him off the court. Like, wow. So he, I said he, he's making the team. He's like, oh, he's going to do a lot more than make the team. Dang. So these things happen. Yeah. But you can't go start Isaiah Thomas when it's because uh, Tyreek Evans. Not when you drafted Jimmer, number and 10, Jimmer, and, yeah. and you had Tyreek Evans, number four, yeah. the year before that. Yeah. 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 So I, I, the, I push back on the idea that the 49ers got lucky to draft Brock Purdy. Because you went, you put his name on the card, and you took that card up, and you read it and drafted him. You went through that process, and you did it. However, they got very lucky that he got in to, to games at all, and B, that he got in when he did. That was, that was lucky. Yeah. And it turned out, you know what? 
I've criticized the heck out of Kyle Shanahan for his inability to evaluate quarterbacks. Like he's bad at it. But um got one right. Got this one right. He did. At least yeah, at least so far. So So far. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a ton of Super Bowl stuff coming up for you next week. Um, the bye week in between is just kind of a weird spot content wise because you don't want to dive into previews because that's next week. So it's kind of, what are you doing? But, uh, we had some injury updates for you and then the Raiders were nice enough to put together a coaching staff. So that's your NFL fix for the day. Uh, Kings Pacers tonight. How did the Kings get a victory, uh, in Indiana? We'll tell you that next on the insiders. You're listening to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 that's James Ham over there. I'm Kyle Madsen right here. Had some keys to a Sacramento Kings victory. Sacramento looking to get back in the win column. They fell to the Heat 115-106 in Miami on Wednesday night. How do they get that W though against a 27 and 22 Pacers team that is number one in the league in offensive rating, setting a record for points per 100 possessions. Uh, one of the worst teams in the league, bottom five team in defensive rating though, and uh, number 12 in net rating. Let's get some. Keys to a Kings victory. James Ham, start us off. How do they get that W, number one? R- remind the league why you should have been an all-star. Yeah. Go out there and punish a team. That's what the Sacramento Kings need to do. TJ McConnell cannot run circles around you. Nope. Pascal Siakam, like half of the roster is questionable. Mm-hmm. Like go in there, into Indiana, and show them exactly why you should have been named to the all-star team. I mean, big games, big games from Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. This is where, like, this is where when I talked at the top of the show about the the Kings being, um, like, this benefiting them in a way, where De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis didn't make the All-Star team. This is kind of where I meant that. Where, yeah. dude, wear that chip on your shoulder, man. Like, go out and prove that the NBA got this wrong. Because if they go out tonight against against Indiana, and Domas, you know, has a double-double, or maybe has a triple-double, but he's 16 and 13 and 10, and... Yeah. Okay, fine. And Fox goes out and isn't particularly good, and they struggle to beat the Pacers. Then I, I think that, that justifies a lot of... You're just uh, feeding the, the into the narrative. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I'm totally with you, man. That that needs to be a chip that they wear, whether they wanted to go or not. Like you said, maybe 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 De'Aaron Fox didn't want to go to Indiana, but De'Aaron Fox wanted to be All Star De'Aaron Fox. Well, he wanted to at least be respected and and have his yeah. name called. Yeah. So whether whether he and I don't know, I'm I'm sure Domas wanted to go back to Indiana and and do that whole thing, but whether they wanted to go or not, I mean that doesn't matter. They got snubbed big time. Totally agree. Yep. All right. Uh, my first key. Oh, no. no. Good job, James. You got some applause for your first key. Well done. Uh, <laughs> uh, my first key is yeah, clean the glass, man. The Pacers, for all the things they're good at, they stink at rebounding. They're very, very bad at it. And the Kings, uh, particularly Demonis Sabonis, is very, very good at it. So yes, yes. I, would, <laughs> I would like to see the Kings uh, n- not only win the rebounding battle tonight, 
but you can dominate there. You can put this game away. You can pull away in this game by being good on the offensive glass. I want to see Kevin Herter down there. I want to see Harrison Barnes down there. I want to see Keegan Murray down there, along with you know, along with Demonis Sabonis, and um, blowing them out in the rebounding category. And if they do that, I think they win this game by a lot. Yeah, that's a good key. And I, I would point out, you know, last last time these two teams played, Kings thirty eight to thirty four rebound advantage. But you're facing a team on that is playing on the second night of a back to back that had to fly from New York to Indiana overnight and and then get ready to play and a bunch of questionable players. Mm-hmm. Go out there and punish them on the glass. Like yeah. I I get you. They're going to miss shots. That's what happens when you're on the second night of a back to back. Take advantage of that. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Good key. Thanks. Number two. Beat them at their own game. Hmm. Get out and run. Run them off the court. They love to push the tempo. You push the tempo. You've got the fastest guard in the league. They do not. Mm-hmm. Go out there every single time they make a basket, inbound the ball and run. Every time you get a rebound, look ahead. Like mm-hmm. very simple. This is a team that should be tired. Go take it to them. So I think we're going to have a three keys first here. My second key is going to disagree with your key. Oh. I think you can kill them in the half court. The Pacers want to run. I know they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and I know that even if their questionable guys are playing, they're maybe a little bit banged up and not feeling 100%. I think if you're the Kings, sure, when you pull a rebound, look ahead. If Keegan Murray's down there, get it up to him, and he gets his free two points. Mm. Do that. But I think you can just kill them in the half court. They are so bad defensively. They, They foul like crazy. They don't guard anybody. And if you get into that frenetic pace where all of a sudden you're throwing the ball around or maybe you're missing a shot and now they're getting going, I think that's how you're keeping them in the game. I think, hey, if they make a shot on that on, on one end, that's fine. Take it out of the basket, burn some clock, get into your offense, and I think you can find easy buckets against them in the half court all freaking night. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. I'm expecting <laughs> this to be like like the, the like combined score of like 270. Yeah. Oh, dang. So you're like, taking the over. I'm taking the over. I, I don't know what the over is, but I, I, I would know. say 270 plus. Okay. I think this is going to be a little bit of a wild one. And I also think you got some players who are a little angry. All right. Number three. Uh, show Pascal what he's missing. Mm. Siakam, like he did have some say in this, right? The Kings were ready to make a deal for Pascal Siakam. They had the Toronto Raptors in town. And whether it was how much the Kings were willing to pay him in the offseason or something else, like whatever it was, uh, they decided, he decided he really didn't want to play with the Kings and the Kings decided they didn't want to trade for him and both moved on. Um, But this guy needs to see that he could have played for what could have been a championship contender with him on it. Yeah. And I mean, that's it. Yeah. I don't know how much the players are motivated by that. Like, I don't, I don't, and if I especially, look across, especially if like, you were, "Hey, Pascal, again, let's go, let's go thump this dude. Let's say, hey, you don't want to, you don't want to be part of our club. All right, see ya." Harrison Barnes is gonna be like, "Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> I didn't want to go to Toronto. That's right. <laughs> Much appreciated. All right, number three for me, um, off-ball defense. Oh, you have to limit their ability to make plays off the ball and away from the ball, especially if Tyrese Halliburton's in the game." And he's distributing, like, that's where he's going to kill you. He can, he can shoot it, he can fill it up a little bit, but where he is going to kill you is with assists and getting his teammates easy buckets. Like, you have to be really, really sound off the ball tonight, not letting them get in a rhythm, not letting them get easy baskets. Um, 
and and limiting the damage that they do uh, moving the ball around. Particularly, even TJ McConnell. Like, when he gets underneath the basket, I mean, how many times did they lose guys on the baseline last time they played the Pacers? Yeah, I mean, it was horrific. I mean, TJ McConnell finished with 20 and 10, but he, yeah. it felt like he had 45. Yeah. Like, he just kept making one layup after another after another. Yep. And if if Halliburton doesn't play tonight, which, again, we'll get to the injury mm-hmm. report, but if Halliburton doesn't play tonight, like, look, this is a guy who just tore you up, mm-hmm. like, with a very specific style. Mm-hmm. Like, figure out what happened last game, and, and I'm with you, Kyle. Like, the off-ball defense, like, you got to have a body on – Miles Turner, you got to have a body on Jalen Smith. You can't let them, and, and Isaiah Jackson, you can't let them just have Lob City on you. That's, yeah. And if you do, you're going to lose. Yeah. I'm fascinated to see when TJ McConnell is on the court tonight, how the Kings go about defending him. I've so, I, is it, does it look the same? Do they make that adjustment? Or does he just get to the baseline every time and then use the basket as a screen and go up and under and score. If you allow him to do the same thing that he did last time, just give him a first round pick and trade for him. Just like <laughs> put him on the, your roster. So there is no more question about whether there is a mysterious guy named TJ McConnell out there that will destroy you every single time you play him. He's the Michael Jordan of, of, uh, of Matthew Dellavedovas. Exactly. That's what he is. Yeah. They no, it's, well it's absolutely, it. that's a brilliant call. That's a Thanks brilliant man. Call. Yeah. That's those are, if the Kings do those three things, Six things, I guess, technically. They'll win tonight. 14 things. If they do these 14 things, Kyle, they got a shot. I said three, but we each give three, so that's six. Yeah, I I, I mean, what it comes down to, and the whole, like, getting out and running thing, yeah, if, you, if you're getting, if you're running and you're getting easy baskets, then fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do that, then you need to play the best transition defense you played all year because the Pacers will go give you one right back. All right. Even, on, even on the back of a back-to-back, man. They're, they are... A very, very talented offensive team. And if you're not on your P's and Q's defensively, they're going to kill you. That's true. Yeah. So I would love that, though, to see the Kings in a game. Just be like, nope, we're slowing it down. We're just going to dice in the half court. That's that's what I want to see. Give me that pace of like 97 tonight. Keep the pace. Uh, All right. All right. (laughs) I I say run them off the court. That's where I'm at, but I'm with you. All right. I'm going to be texting you during the game. And if the pace picks up even a little bit, I'm going to be like, this is a mistake. This is a mistake. If the Pacers score a fast break bucket, I'm going to be like, see? See? Blowout happening. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get out of here, we've got some play-by-play coverage coming up right here this weekend on ESPN 1320. College basketball, 8.45 a.m. If you're up out and about Saturday morning, college basketball, UConn against St. John's. And then at 5 p.m., we've got some NBA basketball for you on Saturday. Lakers versus the Knicks. Uh and we've got some bonus coverage, bonus basketball coverage for you on 1025 FMHD2 The Bet, Sacramento 315. That is Duke at North Carolina, 315, uh, one of the best rivalries in all the sports. And then at 715, uh, St. Mary's at Gonzaga, a rivalry for mm-hmm. sure. Not one of the best in all the sports, but definitely a rivalry. That's at 715. And then Sunday at noon, we'll have the Pro Bowl games. It'll be the flag football game between the NFC and AFC. All-Stars, that's coming to you Sunday at noon right here on ESPN 1320. All right, we got to get out of here, uh, but don't touch that dial. we got plenty more hoops, talk, and stuff coming up on ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader.
the baby daddy. <laughs> now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. So I love the chatty house, man. Yeah. I looked up last segment because I'll try and look up and catch it. I can't read it during the segment because, you know, we're doing a radio show. But I just looked up and saw uh, our friend Jill Adge gassing up a taco place. I'm like, hey, where is this? Uh, Banzitos Tacos? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I can't wait to go try it. What we should do is we should have him come here. Pull up? Pull up one day and we could just like go out in the parking lot after the show hang out at the taco truck, invite everybody out and say, hey, show up and hang out and we'll have the taco truck come up. Yes, do that. Okay. No, I will I, buy tacos yep. all day. I'm here for it. I I, I definitely like to, uh, to visit a taco truck and yeah, I'm in. All right. I, great. This... This is the thing that's going to happen. It's going to happen. You talk to you talk to the people you know. I'll wait for you to do that, and then we'll get this set up. We'll, we'll have Aaron step in and like, like that, or we could just not. Well, yeah, but I mean, Big Boss Man can pay for the taco truck to come oh, out. Oh, good idea. Good See? idea. All right, he could yeah. be the guy that the hero that brings in the taco truck, and but we'll we'll make sure that uh, that we invite everybody. <laughs> Does the taco truck have tequila? Because that might be a deal breaker for our guy. <laughs> I will bring the tequila, Kyle. That's fine. Or no, red wine. Sorry, red wine is his vibe. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Same, right. by the way. Yeah. If there's also wine, you give me wine and tacos. Boy. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a good day. Uh, you know, another reason it's going to be a good day is because D'Lo and Casey are out at Sky River Casino. Love Highly it. encourage everybody to head out there. They will be uh, live from noon to four. At 32 Brew Street at Sky River, uh, incredible bar, great food, awesome setup with the stage. They do a live show. The atmosphere is so much fun. If you've not been out to a live show, cannot recommend enough that you go hang out. Even if you're like an introvert and you don't want to talk to anybody, you can just hang out at the bar. You don't. It's not like people are going to be like, hey, are you here for the event? You just hang out. Yeah. And if you want to go... Uh, mingle with the folks you can, but you definitely don't have to. Um, 32 Brew Street again, out at Sky River Casino in Elk Grove. D'Lo and Casey are out there today, noon to four, for a live show. And I believe there's a watch party afterwards for the Kings game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't, oh my See, God. That's, I where I, that's, that's what I would pull up for. I kind of want to head down. I do want to head down, but I, I just, it's it's a difficult, it would be a difficult call. I'll, I'll see if I can make it. No, I know you're. Like I said, I I don't think anybody would begrudge you if you're not uh, if you're not going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's give away a king's jersey. Oh yeah. All right. So our friends and promotions have selected a winner of a Sacramento Kings jersey. So if you're unfamiliar, we do our Jiffy Loop Fast Break Player of the Game. After every single Kings game, mm-hmm. we give you a Jiffy Loop Fast Break Player of the Game. There'll be some code word that we use. So if Demonis Sabonis is our player of the game, we use Domas. Sometimes it's Sabonis. Um, sometimes it's rebounds. Like some kind of code word that goes along with our player of the game. When you enter that code word at ESPN1320.com, you enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. And also, through the end of the regular season, we will be giving away a jersey at the end of each month. A King's jersey. So when you enter to win that Jiffy Lube gift certificate, you also enter to win a jersey courtesy of Jiffy Lube. So, um, 
we have selected a winner for January. We'll give away another one at the end of February. We'll give away another one at the end of March, and then we'll give away one at the end of the regular season. So congratulations. Our first Kings jersey giveaway winner is... Carlos E. Carlos E. In Rancho Cordova. Apparently, um, there were multiple entrants named Carlos. So this is Carlos E. Last initial E in Rancho Cordova. You are the winner of the Sacramento Kings jersey giveaway for January. Courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Lube, our promotion staff will be reaching out to you. So congratulations to Carlos E. in Rancho Cordova for winning the Kings jersey in January. Uh, but you can enter to win one. You listening, who's not Carlos E., uh, you can enter to win one again after every single Kings game right here on ESPN1320.com. James and I will give you a Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game. And you enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. You also enter to win a one or a Kings jersey. One down, three to go. One down, three to go. I don't know what player it is. I probably should have figured that out. Yeah, big shout out to our guys at Jiffy Lube, though. Oh, totally. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, no, I'm excited. This is cool. I, I love that we're uh, we're able to do these prize giveaways. Yeah, it's like my favorite thing. Yeah. I love giving stuff away. I, I would agree. Um, We didn't get to the Steve Clifford sound from yesterday. Oh, I think we should listen to Steve Clifford sound. I have, again, great, uh, like, uh, like... I can't wait. Yeah, I can't, let's hear it. I know you've got... Not only, so I'm interested in two things here. One, I'm interested in your your thoughts on this, what he has to say, and, and if you, you didn't hear it, the context of what I'm telling James will make sense here in a second. I'm interested in your thoughts on this, A, as somebody who's covered bad teams and a coach saying this about his own team, mm-hmm. and B, um, just as a media person, w- uh, how you feel about a coach um, being this brutally honest. And then I know you have a story along these lines as well that I that I can't wait to hear. But here's yeah. Steve Clifford, the coach of the Charlotte Hornets, talking about his own team, the Charlotte Hornets. Think about the NBA player. If you want him to listen to you, you got to tell him the truth. So I tell him they know there's little room for error. Um, I also tell them the facts. I mean, our problems aren't their effort, their work, how much they want to win. Our problem are we're under we're listen we're under talented. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with telling them that and that they do have to play well and we have no room for error and we can't make mistakes. And so we do, when we practice, we do have to have great reps and there's got to be great carryover to the game. And to me, that's the way you do it. Um, I can't do it any other way. Everybody has a different way to do it. To me, if you want an NBA player to listen to you, there's two things. One, you have to be able to help them win and get better, okay? I, they have confidence I can do that. Not that I'm smart. I just worked for great coaches, and I learned a lot. So I do know what it takes to win in the league. Until you can't lie to them. You can't lie to them. We can win Friday. We'll have to play great, and maybe they're not quite at their best. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the way this league works. But the only way you give yourself a chance is if you're prepared. And if we come in and we have a good day tomorrow and we have a good shoot around on Friday, otherwise we're not going to – listen – Right now, if we're not pretty good, we're not beating anybody. Damn. <laughs> he just fried his own team. Hey, man, truth hurts. <laughs> just, if I'm God. okay, so if I'm Steve Clifford, I say those words, and I, I give my team a hug, and, and some of the guys are gonna be like, "No, I'm not. Like, you're not hugging me, dude." But I'm also looking at the front office and saying, "Sorry about that." That's tough. 
That's that. That's really tough. So <laughs> I, I'll tell you, like, when you sent this over to me and I heard this, uh, it my first season covering the Sacramento Kings. Um, a year later, seven of those players were out of the league. Like, jeez, it was the lowest payroll. Seven. Yeah, so half a roster. A year later, I mean, oh my, my God. that first year, that first year I covered the team, Darnell Jackson, Pooh Jetter, uh, Luther Head, Antoine Wright, Dante Green ended up being out of the league. Hassan Whiteside ended up being out of the league. Like the roster, oh, Jermaine Taylor, it was more than seven. Jermaine Taylor was out of the league. Like it was a a bad NBA roster. And I remember we got late to the season, and people can remember how this happened. The Utah Jazz had a meltdown, and it was basically Jerry Sloan versus uh, their point guard, which was... uh, John Stockton. No. Darren Williams. Darren Williams. Darren Williams became a problem. Yes. A big-time problem behind the scenes. Underrated at the top of his game, by the way. Darren Williams is awesome. Anyways, yeah, keep going. But on the uh, off the court, he started to become a real problem. Right. And they ended up choosing to go with Jerry Sloan, and they traded Darren Williams. We get to the end of the season, uh, and the Kings had played them right before the All-Star break, but then they played them again at home, and it was late in the season. I was sitting with Paul after we did media scrum, uh, after uh, like in pregame, right? So now we do it in a press room. It used to be a coach has a choice wherever he wants to do the media scrum. Paul Westfall chose to sit on courtside and just have cameras surround him while he sat courtside and we would do a media scrum. So I was sitting with him afterwards and we looked over and their roster was trash. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, like, like poor Jerry Sloan. Like, look, he he's he's been this great coach for all these years and here he is mm-hmm. like, you know, in one of the final years of his, and RIP Jerry Sloan, yeah. one of the final years of his, of his coaching. And he's got, uh, he's got a team that looks like this. And he looked at me and he goes, James, have you looked at my roster? <laughs> and I said, Oh, Oh man. Damn. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. You're, you're right. My bad. My bad. He's like, I get that he had a good roster, but at least he had a good roster. I, like, I haven't even had a good roster. You're the wrong guy to complain to. Yeah, like... I'm not w- complain w- to, but talk about that too. Yeah, like, no. No, like, no poor, poor, uh, yeah. you know, Jerry Sloan. He's like, like, this is the world we live in. Either you got talent or you don't. Like, it is what it is. And so, I feel for him. Like, as a, as a beat writer, though, this is... Well, okay, so I don't want to say this is the, like, number, this is gold, right? Yeah. Like, you got the head, you have the head coach on the record saying that his team stinks. I guess a beat writer, that's like, oh my God, like, here's the story. Yeah. And now, the the gold would be if he said that to you on the record, like, away, where that, you could. That wasn't an on the record discussion. That was an off the record discussion. No, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. if, if. If you're the James Ham, if you're on the the Hornets beat, the Charlotte Hornets beat, not Sac State. Shout out, stingers up. Yeah. If you if you're in Charlotte and you're on the the Hornets beat there, the gold there is like the gold standard would be him in a side conversation with you on the record saying this. Yes. Where you get it exclusive instead of in a press conference. Yeah. But to me, this is so much more. Again, just as a as a person who works in the media, that's so what he said is so much more valuable than. You know, we're just going to work hard every day. We're getting better every day. And, 
you know, there's there's a lot of not winning a lot of games, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of silver linings every night and a bouncer two of the ball here and there. And and it, just a cliche thing, right? Yep. I respect the hell out of maybe Steve Clifford is a bad coach and I know they have injury problems there in Charlotte too, and they have a Miles Bridges problem, and I get I get all the stuff that comes with that. But he's right. I, what nothing he said is wrong, and I think the bigger deal is that he's conveyed this behind the scenes already. At least that's what he says he's done. Yeah. But if I'm a player, like you say that behind the scenes, I'm like, dang, you know what? Thanks for keeping it straight up. I need to, I need to be better. I go to the. Co- what do I got to work on? What do I need to do to contribute? Yeah. But then he starts doing this publicly, and you're like, dude, like, bro, come on. You're supposed to have your guys' backs. Remember, the we had our... This is completely BS. That's how you have a player's back. Yes. You can suck it. That's not what I meant. <laughs> it's a complete crap. That's what I tried to hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, like, you want your coach to publicly have your back. And that's where I that's where I fall a little bit because, like I said, as a media person, I'm like, dang, yes, a coach saying what's on his mind. But then the other part of me is like, as a as a fan or as a person putting himself in the player's shoes, it's like, dude, you could have handled this more tactfully. Like, you definitely didn't have to throw the dudes under the bus very, very publicly. I, I get that. I get that. But I also, like, you can't hide from it. Right, you can't hide from the fact that like anyone who knows basketball can look at that roster and go, "Okay, well, your roster is not very good." Now, your roster would have been better if Lamelo Ball was playing the entire season. Yeah, yeah. Like let's, let, you know, mm-hmm. that, that totally would be the case, right? And they they could be fun and exciting and all that stuff. Um, but you even went out and you just traded your point guard, like Terry Rozier just got traded for for uh, Kyle Lowry, who's probably never. He's not he will never wear a Hornets shirt. Yeah, they're gonna like they're going to wave him most likely, and he's gonna be able to go find a new place to play, right? So yeah. like this is a, I understand what he's doing, and I just think at some point you know Charlotte has to stand up and and like go out there and be better as far as bringing in talent, and they've overpaid a bunch of people. But again, talk about how many times has that franchise struggled with having to grossly overpay middle of the road talent? Mm-hmm. And it's part of the NBA. It's part of why the Kings have struggled over the over the course of their, you know, 38, 39 years in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough, I get. But Steve Clifford also took that job. Not yeah. once, but twice. Twice he took that job. And and so I, I don't know what to tell him. Like you didn't, did you not look at the roster before you got here? Did you not understand where this thing was going? Did you not have conversations about how much money you're going to pump into the team? Or are you not going to pump money into the team, Michael Jordan, because you're selling the team to someone else who may or may not pump money into the team? Yeah. Like, so when you take that job, there there should be an understanding. And again, that's why Paul Westfall never went on the record and just like took a machete to the <laughs> team. Because yeah. it's like, okay. I mean, he may have taken a machete to like his own career when he, he wrote a, a, a letter to the media about DeMarcus Cousins needing to be traded and not meaning to needing to be there anymore, um, which he did do and then was let go a couple of days later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but again, that was approved. Do you think but, he was he r- real quick? Was he let go because he wrote the letter or did he write the letter because he knew he was going to be let go? Like he saw the writing on the wall. Well, I mean, it was early in the season. Like and, and I mean, the way Jeff Petrie, which I've I've used on this program many a time. 
he called it a uh, philosophical vacation. He said that Paul Westwell had taken a philosophical vacation, but it was it was a lot more complicated than that. Sure, because that letter that Paul Westwell sent out was it. It's not like he went out and press send. He had that letter approved by management before he did that, and it, so after the fact, if they want to fire you after the fact, after you, the whatever the backlash is, okay. Hmm. But I mean, you can probably say he wasn't wrong. Hmm. You know, interesting hindsight. He probably wasn't wrong. Interesting. Yeah, I think if I mean, if you're, I don't know the 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 Hornets are one of those teams that I just kind of forget exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I I, and I think it's partly because of the Lamelo Ball injury, but it's partly because of what Steve Clifford's talking about. Like in the NBA, if you don't have stars or just relevant players, it's just super hard to win on any given night and like you said they can play they can win if they play perfect but that's just an impossible margin of error to to operate within and like you said even if Lamelo ball is playing are they a little better like sure but that's not a team that's that's threatening to to snag a playoff spot they're, no. they're not even pushing for a play-in spot no. and i don't think i mean I you never know. know you never know i mean he is in He's a player who makes the players around him better. Yeah. So, but the fact that he can't play, uh, you know, like that's a problem. Yeah. And and the fact that you don't have other talent around, and then the fact that you just went out and traded one of your more talented players for mm-hmm. for nothing, basically. Yeah. Well, now they're in full blown tank mode. Well, yeah. Now they're trying to lose. Now they're under talented on purpose. Yes. So that's why if you're the front office, you're like, yep, that's that's kind of the plan. Yeah. It's it's. Not a, not a great look. Not a great look. So, Ouch. yeah, I, I wanted to bring up to um, the uh, reports have been put out there. The the great actor Carl Weathers has passed away at the age of seventy six. Of course, Apollo oh, Creed. Oh no, Apollo Creed and uh, you know Chubbs Peterson from mm-hmm. uh, from Happy Gilmore. But uh, Grief yeah. Carga from Mando. Yeah, absolutely incredible actor. Uh, passed Dang. away at the age of seventy six. Confirmed by his his longtime publicist. Dang, man. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, he played football professionally? How did I not know this? Yeah, I, I don't know how long he played football, but... Uh, Signed with the Oakland Raiders as a free agent in 1970. Played in seven games in 1970. Okay. Um, converted to strong safety in 71. And then got released in 71, signed in the Canadian Football League, and then I went to San Francisco State. I had no idea that he was a football player before he was an actor. That's wild. Had zero clue. Did, did like, you... it makes sense because he was Apollo Creed and he was yoked out of his mind, but... Yeah. And, <laughs> and did you know that the Sacramento Kings uh, drafted Bruce Jenner in, like, 1970? Not the Sacramento Kings. I'm sorry, The what? Kansas City Kings drafted Bruce Jenner in, like, 1976 as, like, a stunt, and then he showed up to training camp, and they actually... Like he, he was, but nothing, ever, like they, nothing ever came of it. Wait, did, <laughs> he showed up to training camp earnestly. Like I'm ready to go. Where's no, my Jersey? I, like, I, I think that or they, did he show up as part of the stunt? No, no, I, I don't, I think that, that he was there. Like they, they brought him in. Like he went, put me in. I'm ready to play. Something like that. Let's go three man weave drill. Yeah. I mean, he was a triathlete. He definitely has a trash jump shot though. <laughs> Probably. Absolutely. No chance. Bruce Jenner had a had a wet jumper back in the in the seventies. 
Yeah. Absolutely no chance. Just the randomness in it uh, that that that's has an Al been. Davis move, bro. Like, hey, you're a triathlete. Yeah, get in here. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's like you're it was Ron Brown or or the Niners with Ronaldo Nehemiah, the the great uh, like Olympic uh, hurdler. Mm. Um, uh, Herb Washington for the A's, like a designated pinch runner. Oh yeah, yeah. Who came into the World Series as a pinch runner and got picked off? Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I always loved the. Uh, Usain Bolt should play in the NFL. Like, no, he shouldn't. He should not. No. There's so much more to being an NFL player than running straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's faster than everybody on the field, but, like, a little. And if you get an angle, he's going to get wrecked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, the Bears did it with Willie Galt. They brought in Willie Galt. Sure. Who was, uh, I mean, that dude could cook. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he was at a Kings game, like, two years ago. I was like, hey, like, someone's like, hey, that's Willie Galt. I'm like, that is Willie Galt. What the What's he doing here? You could pick Willie Galt out of a lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, sure. Even now? Well, he he was much older than he looked before. But when someone told me that's who it was, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's Willie Galt. Yeah. I I I I I don't like to say I cover the 49ers because the people who are at practices yeah. every day and who travel with the team and are games every day, like the like that that to me is covering a team, like going to practice, like being in the building, being in the locker room, like that that to me is covering. I blog about the team. Mm-hmm. I, I follow the team extremely closely and more closely than a lot of people. There are 49ers players who I just like their face would not like I got nothing for you. Really? Yeah, they got helmets on. Okay. Like you yeah, see their but, headshot, you get, you see their headshot, but that doesn't help you when you if you see somebody in person. But I grew up with like baseball, basketball, football cards as like a big part of my oh yeah that my makes upbringing, sense. and mm-hmm. so like that's where stats stick in my head. I can see like the back of a of a tops baseball card sure. in my head and like read the stats right. off of the baseball card. Mm-hmm. But the same with the the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know this is what you were trying to say, but you just said you can look at the back of a baseball card and like read the stats. Oh, no, 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 no. Like I can see the stats. I can see the stats in my head still from the back no, of a baseball got card. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, just yeah. sounded funny. Yeah. I too can read the back of a baseball card. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Seth's here. Everybody say hi to Seth. Oh, Seth's gone. He's out of here. He's, he's going right to linger over my shoulder. Like standing yeah, next fine. to you with his this beard. This is totally like, fine. Lingering. Seth is our uh, brilliant. Uh, I'm going to say IT guy, but he's like way above that. Engineer, engineer extraordinaire. extraordinaire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Engineer extraordinaire. Nice. There it dude. is. Jinx. Dude, double jinx. Um, engineer extraordinaire, supreme ruler of all things Odyssey, Northern California. That's right. I think that's what I'm going with. Is that right? Yeah. I got it. Yeah. He's just, okay. Yeah. That's right. Very he's good. also part of the Triangle of Avoidance. Yeah. Triangle which was of Avoidance. For- creator, formerly uh, founder. the Circle of Trust. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Founder and disbander of the Circle of Trust. Yes. Yeah. Seth's the man. Uh, he's going to help me get set up here and help Joe uh, get set up. He is running the board for D'Lo and KC. They are out at Sky River Casino. I will be out there. James is TBD. It is D'Lo and KC noon to four. And then they are having a watch party out at 32 Brew Street at Sky River Casino in Elk Grove. It is going to be the place to A, hang out from noon to four, but then B, to watch the game tonight. Even if you can't get out there for the show, pull up for the watch party. It is going to be an absolute blast. Um, like I said, I'll be out there. Can't wait to see everybody. Uh, James, this has been a super fun week. I appreciate you greatly. I look forward to next week where we will get to preview a 49ers chiefs, super bowl matchup. Want to remind everybody to purple and black pregame show that begins at four. That's me and James talking Kings Pacers. So make sure to tap into that, uh, before 
the uh, King's tip-off at 4.30. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For James Ham, I'm Kyle Madsen. D'Lo and Casey are coming up next right here on ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Leader. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.